The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Modern Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I'm so glad you're here. I manifested my way all the way to HGTV, and now I help you design the life you deserve through simple and practical feng shui manifesting methods. My intention is for you to feel more inspired than you were before you hit play. Are you ready to design the life you deserve? Let's get started. Hey, Kelly, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like this is probably strangely been a couple of years in the making in all honesty, but, um, but thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. So before I, I'm going to introduce you briefly and then kind of let you introduce yourself to the audience, but I need to let all the listeners in on how this conversation just divinely came about. And I really it comes down to this one quote that I heard first from Gabby Bernstein, and I truly live by this quote. And she says, measure your success by how much fun you're having. Hmm. And that is so deeply important because, you know, I have a lot of Capricorn energy in my chart, even though I'm a Libra sun sign, I'm a very hardworking person. I was born during a full moon. I'm a go-getter hustler type of vibe, but we can so easily get lost in the grind and working so hard that we forget the whole point of all of this, which truly is we need to enjoy the journey. And then there's another quote that comes yeah. up to mind with like Dr. Wayne Dyer says, like, you know, the point of dancing isn't to get to a certain place on the full floor. It's to enjoy the dance. Yeah. And so basically listeners, listen to what happened. So Kelly and I have been essentially following each other for a while. She's a Chicago real estate agent. And I will say it for you, like has sold millions of dollars and and just very successful in her career. She even mentors other real estate agents locally in Chicago um, because she has found that work-life balance and is helping others to do the same. Um, but we've been following each other for a while and likely you can speak to this, Kelly, likely when I went on HGTV and started working my collaboration with Alison Victoria, that might've been a piece of how you found me. Oh, she's going, no, I'm like, no. okay, so maybe not. Um, I remember very vividly when our worlds got connected. But yeah. Okay. Well, you're going to have to tell me the story. I cannot I wait. So all of this to say, um, Kelly, just like randomly out of the blue, just, told me that she felt that she needed to talk to me and she knows it's pretty random, but she just thought she would reach out. And I was really into that. I was like, you know what? I feel like we, our worlds have probably collided in several different ways. I'm sure throughout this conversation, we'll find that we do have a lot of different connections just through living in Chicagoland area. And I'm excited just to talk to you. And that's literally the vibe of today's conversation. It's like, for me, this conversation just sounded like fun. We are actually pulling, I told Kelly before we started interview this interview, I haven't pulled, um, an, I have these medicine cards that I got from someone. Um, I went on a treat with Jessica Zweig and one of my sisters from the retreat sent me these medicine cards that are animals and we're going to pull a card for you. Like it's a sleepover. We're going to pull it. <laughs> and I have a whole story to share with you all when we get to that portion of today's conversation, but we're going to pull an animal card, an animal totem for you to sort of send you on your way with like a message. Um, but first we're just going to have so much fun and have a great conversation. So Kelly, yeah. that was a mouthful. And I know you have so many holes to fill now, like tell us good. a little bit about you and like, good. Yeah. Tell yeah, me how our I worlds mean, collided. Okay, here's how our, here's how our worlds collided. So in 2019, in the fall of 2019, I did an event for anybody who wanted to come, but we, we cross promoted. We did it with a local store in Logan square in Chicago called the scale. And we did an energy clearing event. And it's because so often in selling homes or just being in people's homes, like I'm very sensitive to energy. And I realized that a lot of what I was doing with my clients kind of intuitively or just in my process of getting it ready was, you know, clearing the energy of that space, especially if you're going to sell a home and invite new people into your home and stuff like that. 
And so I partnered with one of the local stores and then we had Cindy from Revealing Soul come and kind of teach, you know, how to clear the energy in your space. And this was pre-COVID, so you could do workshops and, and lovely people would show up. And at that event, I met another interior designer who recommended you to me because I had no idea about, I'm going to say it wrong, but the Bagu map. Bag, bagu map? Don't ask me. Yeah, the bagua bagu. map. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bagua. Great. Think That's how you say it. I just always have read it. And I didn't know what it was. And she had me follow you and then you followed me back. And then we've just, I think, been observing, you know, each other in, in our worlds and in our careers. Was the interior designer Alison Ruda by chance? Yes. Okay. Because yes. she's been on my show and we also did a feng shui plus interior design collaboration. She got my home office in HGTV magazine, like she's brilliant. Amazing. Oh, that's amazing. She's yeah. beautiful. And we've talked about working together, but I'm just, <laughs> just have, she's I'm wonderful. like always so busy that I'm like, I'm going to prioritize like redecorating and then I don't, but um, she's wonderful. And I just remember, I don't remember why it was about that time, but that was when we connected. And what was that four years ago now or something crazy? Mm-hmm. So I had, I don't know why, again, earlier this fall, maybe it was like late summer, I was doing something and I'm, I have no shame. I'm like a very spiritual person. I feel like I'm connected, you know, in all sorts of ways. And I just kept having this like intuitive voice be like, you need to reach out <laughs> and see if she wants to talk and see if, if she needs a guest on her podcast. And I have, I had no agenda. I was like, I just can't shake this thought for whatever reason. So why don't I DM you and see if it's something that makes sense? And I'm pretty sure that's what I said in my message. I don't know if this will make sense to you. I'm feeling called to reach out. And and I love actually being on other people's podcasts. I love speaking about all of these topics and it just felt divinely timed. And here we are now doing this. So that yeah it it it, and but I'm a big believer and this is a lot of what I mentor and teach and coach on is like listening to those you know those things in our our ourselves those those signals from the universe that are constantly happening all the time and how responsible are we going to be to listen to them and I know that you posted recently about you kind of take took your foot off the pedal with your business this year but it's been more you know more um it's still grown and been really productive and a lot of beautiful things have happened. And I think that there's just so much to be said about our logical brains can tell us how to do things and how to get from A to Z and how to grow our businesses and who we need to meet and who we need to talk to and all of these things that we logically think up. But as you know, and as, as Gabby Bernstein's book, who you mentioned, like the universe has your back. And if you can just be attuned enough and I say aligned enough, to honor the signals and know what to do with them. And that's what this felt like to me. I just kept having like this sort of gut response to, I need to reach out. So who knows why, who knows what this conversation was going to be, but here we are. So. I know. I love that. I love that we were both just kind of open to the magic of the universe working through us, knowing that like, honestly, I didn't realize that that was how we were connected. And maybe in 2019 at the time, I noticed that connection was through Allison, but you know, you just forget things. And oh, yeah, I have it- a weird memory for certain ta- like certain things I like re- is locked in my memory. Other things don't even bother asking me, but yes. So, so it's so funny you said the universe has your back because I literally have this card deck on my I desk. I have that one too. Yeah. So Gabby Bernstein has these card decks. She actually sent me one one year. Um, she, it's called the Spirit Junkie card deck because I did like a testimonial for her. So she sent me that one. This one I felt divinely called to purchase when my dog passed away. And I don't know why. I just like was like, I need a new card deck. And when I this card deck um, came in the mail. This actually connects with our animal totems. I went through all of the cards and one of them has a dragonfly on it. And dragonflies mm-hmm. are my sign for Huey, my dog who passed away. Oh, sweet! And it was just like, I got chills. I was like, oh my God. Like it was just such an interesting way of getting like this clear sign that like he was with me. A lot of other yeah. things happened right when he passed, but he shows us the sign of a dragonfly. That's his sign for us. So I love that. I love that. Yeah. And my, <laughs> so sign, I love like that my... you're super connected. Tell me, oh, go ahead. Oh no. I was going to say my, to- like, I guess it's a totem, but it's really an instinct is the bee. 
like bees are my just sort of universal sign. The meanings of bees are really beautiful too. There's so many different meanings behind them. But so anyways, I feel that. I would love to know because I, I love the bee. I think, so I follow angel numbers just as much as I follow animal signs. So I feel like they can always be shifting. Like my ultimate sign for like that I feel most connected with is an owl. And I actually have an owl right behind me. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a whole story around like how, like I got the sign of an owl to reach out to Allison Victoria. And when I did, I was invited on her show. Like, I think that signs in general, just like are the universe's way of showing us that we're being supported and guiding us. And then like, when you're asking the universe for a sign to do something that scares you, And the universe gives you that sign to that green light to go ahead and do something that scares you. I feel like that's how power, because you talked about like, you need to take that action. Like if you got the guidance to reach out to me and DM me and you were uncertain, you could have asked for a sign. And if you get the sign, then like your job, Kelly, is to take the action and totally. I feel like the that's how we co-create with the universe. A hundred percent. You know, and it's like, I think a lot of us are scared to take the action. Yeah. But when you tune into those signs, that's what can give you some divine courage that maybe you wouldn't have normally had. Exactly. Because it's not all logical. I think that's why we feel afraid to take the action is because logically it doesn't make a lot of sense. And if I look back on my journey and my whole career and all of the decisions I made, like to move from LA to California and I didn't know a single person and to switch careers into the real estate market in 2009, when the real estate market had crashed, like people thought I was crazy. And I, but it wasn't, those weren't the signals I was going off of. I wasn't going off of what was logical or rationally made the most sense. I was going off of what I was feeling intuitively called to do, which turned out to be in complete alignment with, with what the universe was trying to co-create with me. And so it, it, I, I've become to the point where I can just rest assured. I know my signals now and everybody has them. And I think, I don't know how much you follow human design, but I use a lot of human design in my coaching and mentorship with other female entrepreneurs. And it's because it gives us a framework. It gives us a system for like, what are you, how are you uniquely uh, designed and what are those signals for you? So now I know it's like my gut response. I know I meant to, my gut reaction. I know I meant to respond. I know how to use my energy. And that's like a whole podcast conversation in its own. But when I'm showing up and, and honoring those signals, they're very, always very aligned. And now I just trust, like, it may not make sense to my current reality, but like, this is what I feel called to do. So we're just going to do it and let, enjoy the process of the co-creation. I really love that. Can you just share with me then? Like what, what is your human design? Uh, my human design is I'm a generator. And so I'm a two, four generator for those who know. So I can, as long as I'm doing what makes me lights me up and is excites me, I can literally work all day, every day. Mm. And that, you know, for pretty much most of my career has been real estate and helping people in the real estate space. And I was a machine because I loved it and I could just keep going and going and going. Um, but I have a, you know, I have a gut response. So when something is aligned for me or I feel called or something is meant, I'm supposed to do something. I usually feel it in my stomach. I usually have a literal like gut, gut response, a gut reaction. And then I'm meant to respond, which means that I don't initiate. Um, there's other design types that are meant to initiate. So manifestors and different, there's five design types. Um, I'm just meant to respond. So, and response can look very different. You know, it can be someone says something to me. So like in a lot of my coaching, if you come and talk to me and you have questions, I'm just in real time responding. That's where you're going to get like the best meat from me. I'm not really, I don't look at myself as a teacher. Like I can't, I don't want to sit down and just be like, here's all the things you need to know. That's not naturally my way. Um, Or like responding to just seeing something on Instagram and being like, I should reach out and DM her and see if she wants to chat. You know, those are me responding to the universal signals Mm. or to my gut response. And through, you know, my human design or anybody's human design, it's really how we create the most success in our lives and in our business, but do it in really like beautiful um, ways with a lot of ease and a lot of flow 
And, and so I, when I reflect on my career and my business, and this is why I become so passionate about coaching other women in the space is I didn't get where I am because I followed, you know, the prescribed way of building a business or because I listened to other people's advice. And then I did it that same way in my business. I grew my business because I was, I knew, I figured out what was the aligned way for me. And I let that be enough. And I trusted these signals and I trusted these ways of showing up. And, and here I am 14 years later with a top team in the whole country and a beautiful, a beautiful, like, I just, I love all of my real estate clients. I love all the women that I get to coach and, and I don't just coach locally anymore. I coach women all across the country and not just in real estate now, now it's other women entrepreneurs. And, and if I, I was just thinking last night, if I had thought that if I had to try to map out how I would be where I am right now, there's no way I would have thought about the ways that these things have gone. And I know we all hear that a lot, especially like in the more spiritual space, and like from, you know, Gabby and all during Dyer and all these names that you mentioned, like they all say that, right. You don't, our focus shouldn't be, how am I going to do something? We don't know the how, mm. you know, we just get to keep showing up and following what I've now feel like human design is such a beautiful tool to be able to kind of create that framework around. But um, so I feel like I kind of just like talked this in a little circle, but it's, it, I love human design. It's been so helpful to understand it and, you know, to apply it in real time. I appreciate everything you said. And just, just so you know, like when I found out that I was a human design projector, it was a really eye-opening revelation for me because projectors truly have like four hours of really focused time that they could be on. And we read through people's auras. We're very sensitive to energy. And then like, we are so sensitive that like we really need time for rest and we need time to just go within and take in knowledge. And we can be extremely there have been so many times in my life where it's really a generator world and a manifestor manifesting generator world where it's like, we're looking at those nine to five work days, eight hour work days. And it's not that we're lazy as projectors by any means. It's just that we're mm -hmm. highly focused when we are on. And so I'm ever since I had that realization, it's really given me an opportunity to give myself more chances to rest. That's why 2023, the year of the yin water rabbit, the seven universal energy that we were experiencing was really soothing to my soul to see that like I could rest and still be successful. Um, but I'm still in the process of designing a business that supports my natural rhythms and energy, because I feel that as long as I'm working a nine to five, like it's going to be a really chance. Like I've found ways to harness my energy in the nine to five air quotes. Cause it's not technically nine to five, but it's kind of like that concept. Um, so I just think it's really interesting and, and, and we don't have to go too much more into human design. I just think it's for listeners. It's just, again, I say this often to everyone who listens to the podcast, like in feng shui, we pay attention to three types of energy. We pay attention to the universal energy, which is like the moon phases, the mercury retrogrades, and how those impact us. We pay attention to our environmental energy, which is how the immediate surroundings influence us, and which we're going to get into next, Kelly, talking a little bit about how homes, since you've yeah. been in thousands. Um, and then we also talk about personal energy, which is how other people's personal energy influences us and how we can also protect, maintain, and understand our own personal energy to be magnets for what we desire. And, um, I teach that through guided meditations and all sorts of things. But, um, I feel like knowing your human design type, knowing your birth chart for astrology, knowing your personal numerology, all of those are pieces to the puzzle for that personal energy that really can help you to thrive. So I'm thankful yeah. that you brought that up. Feel yeah. free to comment on that more, but I did want to kind of shift into your role as, you know, um, you're a leader in the industry as a real estate agent, all the ways that like, I was, I think listeners might be interested to know through all of your experience, you know, how has, um, like, how do you work with the energy of homes? And like, do you have any questions for me? Or like, do you like, cause I feel that, you know, you can look at a house on, on like 
Zillow, for example, and it could look a certain way, but when you actually walk into the space, um, you can tell a difference if it doesn't feel right. So I would love just to hear some of your, some of your thoughts on that. I don't know, like, let's talk a little bit about homes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a beautiful thing, but it, you, you really nailed it. I mean, not, you feel it different when you walk into different homes. And that is what I think strangely became like a nice gift that I had where I could walk in and be like, this doesn't feel right. And we've got to shift this energy. But I think it, so I bring it into my day-to-day work because that's just what I feel like is my responsibility. You've, you've hired me, if we speak specifically to selling, right? Like you've hired me to help you accomplish something in your life. And I'm not always directly saying like, we're shifting the energy in this space, but I feel like enough of my clients know me now because I'm hundred percent referral based where they kind of know what they're getting. But I'm, I, you know, to start, I really believe that our homes, the reason I'm in this industry is because I believe in the power of our homes. I do. And when I heard you speak to the three different energies, I'm like, that's just so beautiful because it's all there. It, it, there's just these different elements and you spoke to your environment, right? And you spoke to your personal energy and other people and all of that. But our homes where we spend the most amount of our time, you know, whether we're awake or asleep, have a profound impact in how we're able to show up in the world, how we're able to show up in our lives. And I truly believe like when we feel like our homes allow us a place to be safe and secure to be our most authentic selves. And we, when we feel fully authentically ourselves, our impact out in the world is far greater. And so to me, I just, it holds so much more power than, and I think we all know this now. I think the beauty of the day and age we're living in, this isn't, this is more widely open conversation, right? It's not just four walls and a roof. It's far more significant than that. Um, But, and so I love it. I love homes in general. So I want to help people buy them and move in between them. And it, cause it's always usually happening at another point in our lives also. And so it's a really just impactful part of our lives, but particularly in selling or going into people's homes and even my own, you know, I live here, I'm here day in, day out. I'm even kind of not always fully in touch with the energy that's radiating from my space. And And so when I go into people's homes and it's time to sell it, or it's time to talk about that next life transition, I'm very sensitive to part of my process of getting a property ready to go on the market is shifting a lot of that. What, you know, whether that's moving furniture and, and like, as I shared with you, I don't actually know that much about feng shui. So I, I don't even, I don't know that I'm applying any of the things that you would apply. Right. But I'm just intuitively walking through and helping to do a lot declutter and reorganize and allowing, you know, the energy to flow better so that it's more, everyone feels welcomed when they step into that home, whether it's the right home for them or not. And then also, you know, there's a lot that goes along with deciding to move and whether that's buying a new home for a good reason or having to move and sell for an unfortunate reason, usually that energy is present in the space. And so part of my role in helping create a successful sale is to help neutralize and clear that so that, like I said, the people stepping in can see themselves there and can feel themselves there. And that process looks very different for every client. I would say on on paper, the process is the same, but the internal process, you know, the conversations I have with them, it varies wildly from client to client. And some people I can be very open and direct with like, Hey, we're not selling for a reason. There's something going on here. Like energetically, what's at play? You know, there's some of those conversations that happen and, and getting homes ready, as you know, can be an emotional process Mm. too. I think you said you sold in the past. And so, um, so I just, I believe so much in the power of our homes and what they allow for us to do in our lives. And, you know, my particular niche is at transition points, right? Buying and selling or at these transition points. And what can we do with your space? to help energetically support you at that time. Oh, you just really described how layered the process of selling a home and buying a home is because it's such a huge life transition. Um, I'm curious to know when you help, and I know you're not physically in there decluttering, but you probably, I, I remember when we put our first home 
for sale on the market. I did apply feng shui to the whole space. And then they still came in and gave suggestions in regards to, you know, we want to take down on some of our family pictures. We don't want it. To, we want it to feel more neutral in that aspect. Obviously, through space clearing and maintenance in that way, energetically, I could take care of that on my own so that I could literally neutralize the energy so that as people came in, they could just feel at peace and just feel good being in the space. But are there any clients who like after they started to declutter and like really rearrange their home in a way that it looks really great and starts to sparkle? Are they like, oh, maybe I don't want to leave. Has that ever happened? Oh, I hear it all. We hear it all the time. You know, we, we really genuinely like when we go in and we help, help them with all this. Yeah. I'm not actually the one helping declutter. Right. But like we've made all of our suggestions and we've made our list of things like these pieces of furniture need to go, or this piece needs to come in. We need to reformat the space this way because a lot of the approach, (laughs) excuse me, a lot of the approaches that we want, we want others to see themselves in that space. And so that's why the family pictures and the personalized items do get pulled down. Um, because we don't want them to be distracted. I always say like, we don't want distractions and we don't want concerning conversations, right? So there's like a, just a, a technical part of this that, that we're like making sure we're addressing distractions or anything like that. But as we go through and help reorganize and declutter and move furniture around and paint and freshen up and regrout the bathroom because it doesn't look so hot, like these things I would say a solid 50% will make the comment, maybe I don't want to leave now. Maybe I should stay, you know, and usually at that point, there's other things in motion. (laughs) So they make, they're going to leave, but they're going to leave, but at least, and I think what's been really cool is at least it means they really enjoy their final time in that space, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's beautiful to watch like how well they take care of it at that point and how they, they want to keep it picked up and tidy. It's not just for us and showings anymore. You know, it's, they're feeling the impact. Mm. And one of the things that you said at the beginning, which I loved, and I, it was essentially about how important the journey is, right? Like you're not dancing to get a certain spot on the floor. And we've always said at home collective, like the journey is just as zero as the destination. I don't, this is not about the end game. This is about you enjoying the whole experience. Because when you enjoy the whole experience, you take that energy with you into your new home. Mm. And so the way that you transition out of your home is equally as important as where you're going and how you make that new home a home. And so to me, to be able to help transition people with so much grace is, is really why I'm in this industry. And that's like a story about my past. And, and I, cause I got in in 2009 when the housing market was crashing And it was genuinely because I couldn't believe that could happen to people. I couldn't believe people could Mm. lose their homes. And I was like, well, if if there's no choice, you know, if you have to short sale, if you have to turn your house over to the bank, at least you can do it with grace. At least I can help you enjoy that transition. And so that's been the sort of through line of our whole business model is Mm. that this journey is just as dear as the destination. So even when we help them get their ready, their homes to sell and they're still going to move, they've enjoyed that final stretch because I just know how important that experience is on their way out the door and into their new one. That's so beautiful. And, you know, I only sold one home in my life because we, since we had our first home, we since moved to the home we're in currently. But as you're speaking to this, I do have such a special place in my heart for the team, the real estate agent who helped us to sell our home and then find the home that we're in currently. And I just want to tell a quick story. I love that. Yeah. Can you tell that story? Because I'm so intrigued. Yes. So I like vividly remember we had looked at over 70 different houses and we thought we had finally found the one and we were actually um, in a... I just remember her, we were sitting in like in the basement of the home and she was just like telling us like, oh, she actually got on. Have you seen that HGTV show House Hunters mm-hmm. where like the real estate agent takes the client through like three different homes and then they choose yeah. the one. 
she had like gotten an opportunity to go on that. So she was like in between like showing us the home and then having to go run and film that. And I just thought it was, it was so cool. It was so fun. Um, and she did everything she could like to get us the home of our dreams. She really was invested in everything that we had done. And there's a whole nother story around some mishaps that happened in between, but a end story, she did get us in the home. And what she, you know, the real estate agent usually gives you a gift when you get, find a new home. But I also wanted to give her some gifts because she just like really like, you know, had a special place in our heart. And I gave her like at the time, like a couple feng shui crystals. And I gave them to her to carry around with her when she goes into homes because yeah. she goes into so many different homes. And I was just like explaining to her how she could like protect her energy as she goes into different homes, whether or yeah. not she decided to use that or not, I'm not sure. But like, do you also kind of do that for yourself yes. or even your team? And it's not like, it, it's not like people are bad and you want, you're yeah. like, you think what they're doing. Like, it's just that other people's energy is other people's energy. And you want to, you don't want to absorb that. You want to be in your own energetic yes. field at all times, yes. truly. Like that's the optimal energetic hygiene. Absolutely. And I'm very sensitive to it. So yes, I have a crystal in my pocket literally all the time. My coat pocket, my wallet, I'm, it's a thing within my team. I gift all my agents on my team when they join their own crystal. Mm. Um, I believe, I think it's very incredibly powerful, but I'm so empathic and I'm so energetically sensitive that I learned fairly early on in my career. If I'm not responsible for all that's kind of getting attached to me throughout the day, that it can, it can take me down. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with the people. It's not, it's not anything personal. It's just energetically part of my gifts also make me incredibly sensitive. And so I have my own process for like clearing my own energy. Like I literally will find myself in my car, like, <laughs> like brushing myself off. Cause I'm like, okay, mm. like next client, next house. And especially when I was in so many houses, when the market was way, when there's a lot more inventory to see and you had the beautiful benefit of seeing 70 homes, right? I mean, yeah. we were in so many at the time that that was, that was big. But when I step foot into other people's homes, I have a tendency to take some of it with me and also vice versa. Like I'm very, I'm very sensitive to, I'm bringing my energy into someone's space too. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been something that I've been aware of. I have a sign up in my front foyer of my house that says, please be responsible for the energy you bring into this space. And it's also a reminder for me like if I've been out working all day and I'm coming in the door, I've got that responsibility as well. But it's, yeah, and every home has its own, you know, flavor and every client does as well. And that's also why I think it's just been really beautiful to be referral based now because I am working with such aligned clients and people, mm -hmm. you know, both just in so many ways, but also just energetically that I, I don't, I don't come across too much anymore. And that's, you know, that can have as big of an impact on me. But yes, I carry my crystals. I give it to my team. I, for the clients who don't think it's incredibly weird, I give gift them sage and their own like smudge yeah. bowl and, and they get it, you know, it's, it's all part of the experience, but yes. Oh my gosh. And Kelly, that's a whole nother topic, but like there is something called predecessor energy. And so when it doesn't matter really, like we always ask like when I, I was actually just in Lincoln park yesterday and I did a one-on-one -on -one feng shui consultation and I was asking my client, this is part of our process. Like who lived here prior? Do you know their situation? Mm -hmm. And like in her situation, like the people who lived there prior, like moved to a mansion and it was great. Like, you know, like, but if there was any kind of like divorce or misfortune, you know, that's just something to think about. But even for the, the people who moved to a mansion after this home, like we still need to clear the energy because otherwise we are like walking around in other people's shoes. And it's like these little nuancey things that you don't realize, but from an energetic standpoint, you start pick, maybe you start bickering with your partner more or the kids are starting to go at it more. And you're just like, this is so not typical. Or like, you're starting to worry more about money and you're like, we never had these problems before we moved here. Yes. It's like this energetic imprint that a home absorbs, especially it's a, about three years 
to get your energetic imprint on a home. And so like when you move into a new home, it's like, it takes time for the home to adjust to you. So you certainly want to neutralize it. And I recently had my teacher, Lori Polly, come to my home to do a feng shui consultation for me because practitioners need practitioners. Oh, totally. And it was really interesting because she was like, she did a little mini space clearing to break up the energy with her gong. And she's like, by the way, like you probably want to like go through the home and like do a more thorough cleaning. She's like, because she's like, do you sage? I'm like, yeah, of course. I sage with like the new moon, the full moon. I not only do I sage, but I open the windows. I vacuum, I dust, I do all the things. She's like, yes. And you need to also use sound like clapping along the walls, banging some pots and pans, using a gong, whatever it is to clear and break up the energy because, yeah, because she's like saging is just kind of like a surface level dusting and it's not really getting the actual energy to like release and completely uh, get unstuck. So all of that to say, like, it's so important to just like clear the energy when you first move into a home. And then even like, as someone who like, this goes, this can, this is why I thought of it and why it connects to what you were just saying. We, no matter what our jobs are, whether we're real estate agents, teachers, or even just our kids that go to school every day, we bring energy or the grocery store, we go to the grocery store we bring that energy back in with us. And and yeah. as my teacher, Lori said, she's like, we just don't know what someone else that we interacted with might've been going through. And if we didn't like protect our personal bubble of energy really well, and my kids don't really know how to do that. Right. They're bringing that back in with them in the home. And that's why yeah. energy clearing on a regular basis is also very powerful well, too. It's yeah, it, absolutely. And it's yes. Yes. Across the board. Like I've just, I, this has been the year of recognizing what was my energy and what was not my energy. And it has shown up in really fascinating ways. Like even things like going to retreats or being in a mastermind group, I've started to notice, and this like kind of leans a little bit to almost to connect even human design to this conversation is if you know, your human design, you have like open centers, open and closed centers, right? Mm-hmm. The areas that are open you have a tendency to amplify other people's emotions or energies. So there's been times where I'm like, logically, why am I so like insecure about this thing? Let's say, right. We're normally, that's not my problem. Like that's not my problem. I'm like, wait a second. This isn't my energy. I'm amplifying other people around me. And so whether that's people in your home, people you work with, people at your mm-hmm. office, clients that you you know interact with, it's just to make it a part of a daily practice is such a beautiful thing. But I didn't know that part about the sound, yeah, which makes a lot of sense because there's only there's yeah sometimes I feel like there's only so much you can do. It's really just making me want to bring an energy workshop back yeah. and like bring like have you and maybe some other people there to like speak to all of this because I think there's so much we can just be doing easily in our spaces, you know, to help reset it. Well, you know, that's why Alison Victoria had me come into her, her space and it was to do specifically an energy space clearing. And I specifically remember telling the camera crew, I was like, you know, I have to like go clap along the walls. Like we don't need this in the segment. Right. Cause I just always felt so silly (laughs) doing it. Of course, of course, she actually yeah. did it with me, which was really neat. She was extremely um, invested in the whole process and wanted to be part of it. And really, at that point in time, she was having a falling out with her business partner, and she really wanted to detach from that energetic cord and like start fresh. And this was the final property she owned with her former business partner, oh, and so it was a big deal to like clear it. Yeah, and all these weird things started happening, like. Uh, part of this, the formal space clearing process involves candles, the candles on, it was a three unit building and the candle in the relationship area or partnership area kept blowing out on every single floor randomly. And, you know, that's a sign that like the energy really needs to be cleared in that space and like relationship can represent business partnerships. So it was like mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. Um, 
But so what I like to just tell my clients, even I'm like, you always, you might not have a gong or something like that, but you always have your hands. So you can always use your hands and you clap from low to high against the wall to sort of break up the energy. Energy tends to get more stagnated in the corners of a room. And then I, you know, I have a whole thing. I have something called the 12 month manifesting journey. And I have a whole module on the second month around space clearing, because I want listeners to know, like, you can take any of this advice and like apply it. However, there is a lot, like when you're working with energy, you need to like call in support from your angels, guides, the universe, and like protect your energy because I don't want you to get sick or something like just I'm just putting that disclosure yeah, out disclaimer. there. Yeah. Disclaimer. Thank you. I'm putting that disclaimer yeah. out there. Um, so but, yeah, I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say though, on what you're saying, I, I don't know about you and I don't know about your listeners, but like, I'm, I'm a incredibly, um, what's like the words I want to use? Like I'm responsible. I'm committed to my own growth. I'm committed to like accomplishing the things I want in my life. But what's been really interesting, particularly about the last year is realizing how much is infecting us in ways that we can't often recognize. And when I, it's almost like gives a lot of permission, right. To be like, wow, there's something going on energetically in my space or energetically with the people I'm around that can help us. And this is why I love what you do, right. It's because it can, there's these tools and there's real ways that, that aren't, aren't solely on the squarely on my shoulders. If this is going to make sense, this is going to make sense. Right. But I'm like, I'm always the one who's like, there's something I can be doing better. Or I, mm-hmm. what do I need to know? Or how did I let that happen? Or why am I feeling this way? I'm not being responsible enough with my own, like my own energy or my own, you know, like situations or whatever. And I tend to sort of almost like self-inflict, like go internally, like, well, how do I need to do better? Why am I not at that point in my life? Or why does this thing keep happening? And we often forget that there's so much actually around us that is influencing things and through the use of like feng shui and, you know, and human design and all of these things, does it not only start to give us a lot of permission to sort of like give ourselves some grace, but to actually leverage these tools to start to see some of these changes. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. Cause I actually, I love how you bring up like, that's, that's why I'm such a seeker and I've been such a seeker, especially past few years trying to understand like not only my astrology chart, but like my husband's and my family's like, I've literally had like my whole family's numerology charts read and my whole family, my, you know, I just like to look at other people because like you kind of touched upon this, like other people also have their own things. And I know for the first 27 years of my life, I was an unaware empath absorbing the shit out of everything else. Everyone, (laughs) everyone, everyone around me, the environments around me influenced me and affected the way I thought, the way I felt, but I had no idea that half of it wasn't even mine. And it can cause great anxiety and depression and all sorts of feelings. And so I do feel like we all have our own ways to sort of become aware of our sensitivity. And one of the ways for me, one path was through feng shui. And once I realized like, oh, my environment does influence me. And not only does my environment influence me, but all the environments I am in influence me and your energy is influencing me. And oh my God, you know, it was just a huge revelation. So yeah. And it it's will always be it's real. It's so layered. So unless there's anything else you wanted to share, I wanted to go into, I feel like this is like the slumber party part, like where we get to like yeah. pull a card for everybody. How do you feel about that? Kelly? I love it. Let's do it. I'm a big tarot gal. And so I love that you have a deck. Feel free to, to see what it tells us. Yeah. So my friend, Amy, I met her on a retreat with Jessica Zweig. It was called the Clean Your Light Retreat. She sent me this deck. It's called Medicine Cards um, by James Sam. Oh no, Jamie Sams and David Carson. So I was telling Kelly, this is so random, but I'm a night owl. And last night I was like, I hang out in my home office because there's like a couch here. It's like my it's like my she shed. Have you ever heard of those? Like it's kind yeah. of my place where I hang out as well as work. And I looked out my window. It was so late. It was like 1130 at night. And I saw a 
freaking possum in our front yard from the window. And I was like, that's weird. So here I am like in the middle of the night, looking it up, trying to figure out what it means and its meaning. And then I was like, maybe, maybe I need to use these animal card decks. This will be fun. And as I was telling you that story, Kelly, the possum popped out of this card deck. So that was yeah, weird. This is weird. What's but the spiritual I'm, meaning of a possum though? Do we know? I'm going to look it up. We'll see if it comes okay. back up for everyone. So my intention with this card poll, Kelly, is going to be for, it's, it's going to be for us, but it's really, it's also for the listeners. So this episode's coming out in 2024, the first month or one of the first months of 2024. Okay. So let's see what the collect, what animal wants to come to us for the first quarter of 2024 what's our message what would you like us to know just based on everything we talked about and let's see what it is Ooh, okay kind of love this it's number one of all the cards it's an eagle okay so interesting read what this yeah how cool is it it's beautiful we got the very first card of the deck yeah you can do all sorts of spreads and everything. Kelly was just telling me she left her tarot deck in Palm Springs. So maybe like, she'll get her. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read. I have a good one. It was the it was called a compass or I have to look at what it was, but it was really good. It was for like life and business. This is, oh, you're going to have to let me know what that one is because I have I'll not used it. that one. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a card girl. I love it. So the quote for this is Eagle Fly high touch great spirit share your medicine touch me honor me so that i may know you too all right the sign of the eagle is spirit eagle medicine is the power of the great spirit the connection to the divine it is the ability to live in the realm of spirit and yet remain connected and balanced within the realm of earth Eagle soars and is quick to observe expansiveness within the overall pattern of life. From the heights of the clouds, eagle is close to the heavens where the great spirit dwells. The feathers of the eagle are considered to be the most sacred of healing tools. They have been used for centuries by shamans. And let me keep going. Um, If you've pulled the symbol, eagle is reminding you to take heart and gather your courage For the universe is presenting you with an opportunity to soar above the mundane levels of your life. The power of recognizing this opportunity may come in the form of a spiritual test. In being astute, you may recognize the places within your soul, personality, emotions, or psyche that need bolstering or refinement. By looking at the overall tapestry, eagles, Eagle teaches you to broaden your sense of self beyond the horizon of what is presently visible. Um, If you have been walking in the shadows of former realities, Eagle brings illumination. Eagle teaches you to look higher and touch grandfather's son with your heart, to love the shadow as well as the light. See the beauty in both and you will take flight like the eagle. One last sentence. Eagle medicine is a gift we give ourselves to remind us of the freedom of the skies. Eagle asks you to give yourself permission to legalize freedom and to follow the joy your heart desires. Mm, that's so beautiful. That's amazing. I love how it talks about bringing the spirit to the earth. Like, yeah. And I feel like that's exactly like through feng shui, like that's hundred percent what I feel like I do. Cause there's this tangible, like we do. And you talk about, you spoke about it too, through your work yeah. as a real estate agent. Like you are doing these, like <clears throat> on paper, what you do to homes is going to like, the process is the same on paper, but mm-hmm. then there's this invisible force an invisible energy that everyone brings to the whole process that is so unique to every person. And so like through both of our jobs that are very different, being a real estate agent and coach, being a feng shui practitioner and teacher, it's like we're helping people to tangibly, physically adjust their environments and make physical changes in the real world while also addressing this invisible piece of life. Yes. Absolutely. 
And it's so beautiful. And you know, what's so interesting though, too, when I, when I think of eagles, I always think of projectors because projectors, one of your greatest gifts is your bird's eye view and your ability to really see the, the course of things for people to be a guide and, and not, not to do all of the things, right. To be seen and heard and recognized for your contribution because of what you can see from your beautiful vantage point that like me as a generator, I can't. And so it's funny that that, I don't know why that immediately I'm like, oh, that tracks, especially for a projector, but, but also like, there's just such beautiful messaging in that for me in terms of just honoring, you know, that we get to do things a different way that it was to forget what you said towards the end about the freedom and, and sort of unapologetically letting that be okay. And like a guiding force. And if you can accept it and let it be okay, that you kind of rise above, you know, you start to lead the way. And I don't know. And this just feels personal because I feel like I've been called a lot to recognize like, Hey, the way that I do things in this industry, whether that's with people's homes or with other women, you know, particularly other women in the real estate industry, I've been a little bit like underground with it. (laughs) And to be able to be like, no, it's actually like, I, it's okay. And we get to own these parts of ourselves and, and, you know, and just show up in that way. It gives other people permission to do the same. So, um, so anyways, I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like there was a lot of beautiful things to be heard in that, in that card. So what a great way to kick off the year. I know. I love that. And, you know, I think it's interesting that you say that you've been a little underground with how you do things because it is different than the, uh, than maybe the average status quo. Um, but like, you know, you have a team of how many people and it's like, literally it's your team, right? Like you have this team. Yeah. So I started home collective in 2014 and it started organically. I just wanted to, I was actually trying to hire an assistant and I came across another woman who was, who's Emily. She's still with me. She was 22 years old and she was new in the industry. And I was like, okay, you're too young to be my assistant because you have no real technical skills. But I was like, but let me mentor you because I can, I want to help you. And that's how the team formed. It just formed because I had a respect and appreciation for mentorship. And so I mentored her and, and then organically other women started to approach and wanted to join the team. Mm. And it's really, we're, we're all have our own independent, you know, businesses. They're all very like, we're all autonomous and, and have our own client base, but we all support each other with each other's clients because as we know, collectively, we're a lot stronger and our, our contribution and our impact far greater. And so it's just become a team of women who have a lot of shared values and appreciation for the work that we're doing and the impact we have in people's lives. But we share the same like standards that for how we get things done and how we treat our clients. And like I said, that we value that this experience is so important. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of shared, you know, just things within the team, but it's become such a beautiful thing. And yeah, collectively we've become, like I said, one of the top teams, but what ended up happening with coaching was I was like, well, I can't just keep having people joining my team. Um, but, and so I just started coaching other women in the space, in in the, in the online space. And, um, and that has in its wings of its own and become its own sort of like secondary business. And that's been really neat. So, so yeah, it's, it, it's been under, I guess I say underground in the sense that when I'm directly with people and they've experienced me, I'm, I'm pretty direct with who I am. Right. But in an online business space, you know, where you're, you would like maybe promote your services and speak your perspective and your truth and, and all of that. I just kind of come to realize that the right people will end up in my world and other people will tell people about me. And that's how I grew my whole coaching business to this point. Everyone just just shared the word. Mm. So you can get a sense of who I am online. Cause I feel like I am a responsible business person. <laughs> like you can go on and make sure that like I exist, I'm credible, but I'm not operating traditionally in the online space. So I always kind of feel like there's, it's been underground, right? Um, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But owning that like it's, but I, it's also been only because I felt very not safe, but there's been some like kind sort of like resonance with people where, but I, 
I say this because I think it's also just part of my design. Like I'm not going to be the person who's like, this is what I do and you should hire me in, in any form in real estate or coaching. Um, it's just been, you've kind of gotten to, to see me or experience me. And then, you know, from there I've, I've helped, but, but yes, it's, it, I feel more and more responsible in the sense of making sure other women know what's possible for them and what's available for them in particularly around how to grow their businesses, that it's time to probably not be so underground and to be a little bit more public just because I, I just want to help more women in the space. And I love that. And I appreciate you coming on the show because I feel like it's going to, it's going to resonate and really reach people. We'll of course put everything in the show notes in regards to how they can contact you or just simply follow you. And it really kind of goes back to how we first connected, like part of, it's not that I resist it, but like part of being a projector is like, you need to wait for the invitation, which that was a really big wake up call for me. It was like, I'm glad I know that now because that makes sense why certain things might not work out so great if I'm inserting myself into situations where people just simply aren't ready for it. Um, but part of being like a projector is like it is like part of my responsibility to show up, to share, and with no expectation that anything's going to happen. It's just like, but by me showing up and it's taken time and I'm still working on it, but by me showing up, being essentially the lighthouse is sort of how it was described to me. Like the projectors, the lighthouse. So you shine your light and then the people who want to roll their boats over, (laughs) just like you, just like you came in my DM, you know, it's like, it was kind of like, we both sort of honored our, um, human design in that, in that aspect. And it sort of was like, that's allowed for this magic to sort of happen. So I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. You just have to be seen and heard. That's all, you know, and, and then let other people invite you in and, Mm. and, and, but here's the thing that's beautiful. It's like, what's right for you, right. Is right for you. And that's not, I'm different. I don't have to necessarily be seen and heard. Um, I have to be felt Mm. and when you feel me, then like I said, there's that resonance and then the rest comes. So I just have a responsibility to, to respond to my gut response and have my response. And when I'm responding from an aligned place, then it's felt and it triggers. So it's a beautiful thing because it gets to be unique for everyone. And like you said, once you understand it, it gives you so much permission. Um, That's so cool. And, you know, you were talking about how you have a gut response and I know from my readings of human design that I just, I don't remember if it's like intuitive, but it's like an immediate response. So like, I have to go with like, my immediate answer is usually like what I need to go with. Like, I'll know immediately if something is right for me or not. So like, I know, like when you DM'd me and I had, I was familiar with you just simply from our connections on social media, I was just like, yeah, I want to talk to her. And I just knew, and I didn't necessarily know why, but again, following that. So I encourage listeners to, if you don't already know your human design, we could put like a little calculator in there because it's kind of fun that we dabbled in that today. Um, And then of course, follow Kelly and kind of get connected with her. Just like kind of look at what she's doing. Um, It's really been just so much fun talking to you and, uh, and your puppy who's, who's now now she's like, let me join the call. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I hope, I hope to, um, I, well, I know we're going to connect again and I just look forward to seeing what the universe has in store for us as far as collaborations and just like the friendship that we've just connected with, because it's like, clearly there was a reason why we needed to, to chat. And I hope that this conversation was truly in highest service of our listeners today and that you all remember the the great eagle and maybe ask the universe to show you an eagle in the next 24 hours to to show that you know you are being fully guided and supported wouldn't that be cool and then dm us and let us know you yeah let us know i love Uh, that's a great way to sign off for sure that's a fun a fun thing to keep an eye out on I love it. All right. Well, thanks again, Kelly. And to the listeners, I'll see you next time where I'll help you design the life you deserve. That's all for today's episode of Modern Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. Thank you so much for being here. If you like this show, please leave a review and tell a friend. You can submit any questions about manifesting with Feng Shui at mindbodyspirit.fm and I'll answer them here on the show. Don't forget to grab your free Manifesting with Feng Shui mini course at the link in the show notes. See you next time where I'll help you 
design the life you deserve. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.